And welcome to our podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about King Solomon 666 type and shadows of Antichrist. Um, we're going to do a brief study in regards to this particular topic. Um, 666 is an interest in a lot of people, Christian and non-Christian, um, seeing the number, Revelation chapter 13, which I'll read and then we'll dig further into our study. When we go to Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to look at verses 11 through 18 to kind of set our foundation on this topic and this lesson. Then I saw another beast coming from out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon and he exercised all authority of the first beast in his presence. And he makes the earth and those who live on it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed and it performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down out of the sky into the earth in the presence of people. And he deceives those who live on the earth because of the signs which it was giving him to perform in the presence of the beast, telling those who live on the earth to make an image to the beast who had a wound on the sword and has come to life. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast would even speak and cause all those who do not worship the image of the beast be killed to be killed. And he calls all the small and great, rich and poor, free and slaves to be given a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads. And he decrees that no one will be able to buy, to sell, except one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For the number is that of a man, and his number is 666. So we want to look at... Solomon is a very interesting um, individual that we can look at in scriptures. Uh, we know that um, Solomon is the offspring of King David. He was King David's son um, through Bathsheba. And God had blessed and anointed and had appointed King Solomon as a king. And one of the things when Solomon was inquiring of the Lord, was wisdom and the Lord tremendously bestowed wisdom upon him and gave him riches. And besides our Lord Jesus Christ, um, Yeshua HaMashiach, um, Solomon was one of the wisest men who ever lived on this planet. However, Solomon's heart began to get turned away from God um, when we look at First Kings chapter 11, which we'll also dig into in this lesson, um, it turned his heart away from God. He began to follow idols and he began to incorporate other gods or bring in a more ecumenical type of religion instead of following Yahweh with his full heart. So when we go over to the scriptures, I first want to stop over to um, Daniel chapter 3 
verse one, and we had dropped down the first five and six. I want to correlate that because we were reading Revelation chapter 13, and it talks about those who don't worship the beast and the image of the beast will be killed. This is kind of similar types of shadows of King Nebuchadnezzar when he erected um, this idol. So when we go over to Daniel chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 1, and it reads, And King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, whose height was 60 cubits, and his breadth six cubits, and he set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. So here's Nebuchadnezzar. He made this image of gold, gold being symbolic of deity. So he made this image of himself. When we drop down the verse five through six, it says, and that when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, and whosoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the burning fiery furnace. So here we see that Nebuchadnezzar, he erects this image. It's number one, 60 cubits. The breadth, the height is 60 cubits. The breadth is six cubits. We see the amount of instruments is six instruments. So we see quite frequently the number six is presented in the scripture. Now, when we look at the number six, the number six represents secular or human perfection. Then 666 is therefore the culmination of human pride and independence of God and opposition to his Christ. So here, Nebuchadnezzar, he's definitely a type and shadow of Antichrist. This is a type and shadow um, of what we see in Revelation chapter 13 for those who don't worship um, the beast and the image. Um, they should be persecuted and they should be killed. Same thing here in Daniel chapter 3. One of the, ironically, one of the other things that Nebuchadnezzar used was music. Um, music as a method, if you study mind control and other things and all, um, people that are experts in mind control, they really utilize music and certain frequencies and other things to put people in a hypnotic state um, to bring them into bondage and also to present certain propaganda and other things. And we see the influence of even how music is used today, whether it's hip hop music or R&B music or heavy metal music and other things and all is able to influence behavior and it's able to put people into a hypnotic um, state to suggest certain things and um, influence behavior and it gets down into the subconscious mind. So. When we look at King Solomon, Solomon, again, was uh, given wisdom, granted wisdom, but we always look at Revelation 13 and the number 666 and never go back to some of the Old Testament references of what this number first appears. The number first appears in the Old Testament and quite frankly, under Solomon. So 
we can look at first Kings chapter 10, verse 14, and second Chronicles chapter nine, verse 13. Those numbers of 666 is associated with King Solomon. Now we're gonna go ahead and we're going to go over to second Chronicles chapter nine, verse 13 through 22, even though we can find this scripture reference in 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 14, in regards to Solomon and the number 666. 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 13 through 22, and it reads, Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score talent or Three score and six talents. So it was six, six, six. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version. Just bear with me. And the English Standard Version, and I'll read the whole entire scripture verses from um, verses. 13 through 22, it says, Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold. Besides that, which explorers and merchants brought, all the kings of Arabia and governors of the land brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of beating gold, 600 shackles of beaten gold, went into each shield and he made 300 shields of beaten gold and 300 shackles of gold went into each shield and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon and the king also made great ivory throne and overlaid it with pure gold and the throne had six steps and a footstool of gold which were attached to the throne and each side of the seat were armrests and two lions standing beside the armrests, while the twelve lions stood there, one each had to step on six steps. Nothing like it ever had been made in any kingdom, and all King Solomon's drinking vessels were gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold, and silver was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon. For the king's ships went to Tarshish with the service of Hiram, and once every three years the ships of Tarshish used to come, bringing gold, silver, and ivory, and apes, and peacocks. Thus King Solomon excelled in all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. So we see how King Solomon is elevated above all the kings of the earth by his riches and his wisdom. But we also see um, put in a context with this particular chapter of Second Chronicles chapter 9. Um, the story pretty much reads that the Queen of Sheba had came um, up to Israel to inquire of Solomon and she was so overtaken and so breathless after hearing the wisdom that the man of God had given her and direction that the man of God had given her. And then shortly after this, we see 
that the yearly tribute to Solomon was 666 talents of gold. So this is where we see the number 666 really come into full effect and with Solomon. We also see within the scripture verses that the throne had six steps and in between the steps were 12 lines and each line on each side is the number six. Again, we, we see that the number six represents secular or human perfection. So it's the number of man. So when we look further into Solomon, he begins to worship other gods as he gets older. He starts to marry strange women. Now we go over to 1 Kings chapter 11. And let's look at first one. It says, Now King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, the Moabite, the Ammonite, the Emonite, the Sandonian, the Hittite women, from the nations concerning which the Lord has said to the people of Israel, You should not enter into marriage with them. Neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn their heart after their gods. And Solomon clung to these in love, and he had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart, for when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, and was the heart of David his father. But Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zandonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did which that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not wholly follow the Lord as David his father had alone. And Solomon built high places for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, for Molech and the abomination of the Ammonites on the mountain of the east of Jerusalem. And he so did all of his foreign wives who made offerings and sacrifices to their God. So we see how when the Antichrist or the first beast is the political figure and we see the second beast is the false prophet is um the second beast is more over the religious system. So we see this also, this type of shadow of how Solomon being associated with um, the number of gold with 666, but he begins to incorporate um, a ecumenical religious following where he merges these idol gods into um, the worship of Yahweh and putting all these different um, foreign gods that his wife, because um, when we look at scriptures, um, we can also look at um, Jesus talks about how the woman came and put a little bit of leaven in and leaven represents sin. And also, too, when we look at righteous women in the word of God represents the church or um, true doctrine. And when we look at evil, wicked women um, who are corrupt, um, and also too, we look in the book of Revelation when it talks about the harlot of Babylon. When we look at a harlot system or a harlot woman, it represents 
um, actually a person who is well engulfed in false doctrine and incorporating um, a one world type of religion and incorporating all other gods except for worshiping the true living God. So we see this within Solomon that he has this. So when we look at the Antichrist, the Antichrist will be a man that will be able to answer um, a lot of problems that is going on with the world. So people will give an ear to hear what he has to say because of the amount of demonic wisdom that he has. Um, James chapter three talks about um, getting heavenly wisdom and it talks about um, devilish demonic um, sensual wisdom that comes from another realm and it doesn't come from God. The man of sin will be able to um, cure the economic issues that we have. We're looking at um, pestilence and um, plagues that are going on, different diseases that's going on. He'll have an answer for that. And he will look like he is the actual savior of this planet, but he is wrapped up in pride and he is the son of perdition. So one of the interesting things that Solomon was able to do, his wisdom, he's able to answer riddles. So when we look at one of the things that that characteristics of the Antichrist are the first beast, when we go over to Daniel chapter 8, verses 22 through 24, it says, as for the horn that was broken in the place of which four others arose, four kingdoms shall arise from his nation, but not with his power. And at the latter end of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of both faiths, one who understands riddles shall arise and his power shall be great, but not by his own power. And he shall cause fearful destruction and shall succeed in what he does and destroy mighty men and people who are the saints. So key thing that it says in verse 23, it says in the latter times and in other kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of both faiths, one who understands riddles will arise. So the Antichrist will be able to answer types of, it says dark sentences are riddles. When we look at Proverbs chapter one, verse six, from the English Standard Version, it says, to understand a proverb and a saying, the word of the wise and their riddles. And then we go over to the King James version of the word. I'm going to that. It says to understand a proverb and the interpretation of the words and the wise and their dark sayings. So um, the words of the wise and dark sayings are actual riddles. When we look at the same verse in Daniel chapter 8, 
verses 22 through 24. Let's look at it from the King James Version. I'm going to look at verse 23, and it says, In the latter times of their kingdom, when the transgressions are come to a full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding of dark sentences to stand up. So it's the same thing. So we see how the mirror image of Solomon will mirror the image of the Antichrist. Now, some of the facts that we look at Solomon is, number one, he was able to really impress the queen of Sheba. So when this son of perdition is elevated into the world scene, um, world leaders are going to be breathtaking and overtaken by this man's charisma um, over his wisdom. Um, this antichrist or the son of perdition is going to be um, not just well-versed in, in economics, um, but in the occult sciences and other things and all. And um, also it talks about Daniel chapter 11, how he's able to make war. So he's going to be able to have such a creative mind where it comes to subduing his enemies and all these other things that we see as a type and shadow of Antichrist. And even going back to what we read earlier when we first started in this podcast teaching of Daniel chapter three um, with the Nebuchadnezzar and the golden image, it's the same thing. If you don't worship him, you're going to die. So we can see where the Old Testament is Old Testament concealed, New Testament revealed. So this soon coming son of perdition, Antichrist, will be the culmination of all that we've seen biblically with types and shadows of Antichrist and also what we've seen in um, human history, people like Caesar and Hitler and all these different people were types and shadows of the Antichrist. So again, to connect the number of 666, first seen in the Old Testament, it's nothing new, it's not a mystery. We can see this revealed where people were paying tribute to Solomon and they were bringing 666 talents of gold. And also we can see that Solomon at his old age proves to be a type and shadow. He's a type and shadow of a millennium reign of Christ, but then he's also a type and shadow of an antichrist. It's like a duality um, because in his latter years, he began to um, depart from worshiping the true living God. And even the book of Daniel talks about, in chapter 11, it talks about the Antichrist. He will not worship um, the God of his fathers, just like Solomon. Solomon, um, like David, David was a man after God's own heart. 
and he worshiped Yahweh with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his soul. Um, but Solomon, unlike his father, began to worship other gods and began to incorporate other gods. So pretty much we can see that Solomon kind of mirrors the a type and shadow of Antichrist. So I would suggest that you do a further study, study the scriptures, um, search the scriptures for yourself, um, become well-versed in the scriptures um, to kind of give a better understanding of Revelation 13. Um, look deeply into um, 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 14, 2 Chronicles 9 and 13, and again, um, Daniel chapter 3, verse 1 and 5 and 6. Um, it will give you a great understanding. Um, God bless. This is the End Time Shofar podcast. God bless and have a good evening.